0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Goddess of Crypto. I am your host, Allie Evelyn, and I am super excited to have with me today my friend Penelope Jane Smith. She is the premier financial freedom mentor for women entrepreneurs, which basically translates to Penelope and I do similar work in the world. And as you might imagine, that means that we have something really powerful in common, and that's crypto.
1: The sacred divine feminine is creative, abundant, flowing, receiving, and disruptive. And the new energy of money including cryptocurrency, decentralized finance, NFTs, and even the metaverse is all these things too. Welcome to the goddess of crypto, a weekly show where women who are already in this powerful space will cover these topics simply so you can relax into knowing that the future of finance is female.
2: So welcome, Penelope. Yay, thanks for having me. I'm super excited to geek out about money and crypto with you, Hallie. It's going to be so much
0: fun. So before we get into the crypto part of your experience, I would love to hear the before crypto part of your experience. So talk about your work and talk about how you came to that work.
2: Sure. Well, I'm passionate about supporting women entrepreneurs to create financial freedom, which means the income from your assets, the passive income from your assets, pays all your bills, pays for your lifestyle, so you don't have to depend on your business, a job, the government, a partner, an adult child, or anybody else for money. And you can make choices from a place of freedom and joy instead of an obligation, because freedom is one of my highest values. I think about the movie Braveheart and the guy going, freedom! And it just like sets my world on fire. I'm like, yes, freedom. That's what I want for everybody. So I've been super passionate about this. I've been teaching for over 20 years and I discovered the magic of passive income back in my twenties, decided to jump into real estate. So I started with $10,000 of my own money. I turned it into over six million dollars in real estate, Hallie, in just four years. And I was on track to retire to be financially free by the time I was 31. And then in the 2008 crash, I lost it all. I went from being almost financially free to millions of dollars in debt, lost my own gorgeous home to foreclosure, struggled and struggled and struggled. And finally I was forced to declare bankruptcy. And then right around that time, I got invited to participate in this high level mastermind on Necker Island, which I think you've heard of Necker Island, right? Have you actually been there? Of
0: course, no, I haven't been to Necker, but I know several of you who have for sure. Was this a Richard Branson mastermind? mastermind, one of those guys?
2: Yeah, it was like that. It was somebody Uh that rented the island from Richard Branson to lead their mastermind there. So six days, it was a $50,000 investment for the six-day mastermind, no payment plans, no refunds and my credit was trashed. So it's not like I could borrow the money. My income was gone. My savings were gone. I had like less than $1,000 to my name. So I really didn't have the ability to do this or at least it didn't look like I did, right? I can't wait to hear the end of this story. Okay, (laughs) go ahead. (laughs) Well, what I did have was this strong intuitive hit that I was supposed to be there. And I know you are really good at like connecting with your intuition and following your intuition. And I was like, really? This is what I'm supposed to do? It was like a column of light just coming into the top of my head and filling me with light and like lifting me up like a puppet on a string going this, this is what you're supposed to do. And I'm like, wow. Okay. So I decided to like tell my inner critic to take a coffee break. And I'm like, I'm going to come up with at least 10 ideas for how I can do this, no matter how crazy they are. And I'm like, maybe I could sell something for $50,000. Maybe I could sell 50,000 things for a dollar. Maybe I could sell 10 things for $5,000. Right. I like worked it out that way. Maybe I could sell a bonus for the program. Maybe I could find somebody to sponsor me for a percentage of the revenue in my company? Like what are all these different things? And then I had my list and I looked at, okay, what's the most possible, (laughs) the most likely. And actually about four of those things together worked. I was able to sell one of the bonuses. I was able to apply a program that I bought previously towards the price. One other thing, I don't remember exactly what it was. And then I did actually find somebody to sponsor me for the remainder in exchange for a percentage of my business until I paid them back 150% of what they owed me. And that could have been multiple people. Like I reached out to multiple people people. and just happened to be one person. So those four things together got me there. But what I think is really powerful is the process. Cause if there was ever a time in the world to say like, no, I can't do that. It would have been me then. Right. But instead I asked, how can I, and when you ask, how can I, maybe you do it, maybe you don't, but it opens you up to possibilities and creativity instead of just shutting down. Right. And I'm glad I made it happen because that was really the beginning of turning everything around. The guy that was facilitating the group, he announced publicly in front of everybody that he wanted to win a Nobel Prize for single handedly turning the economy around. And I was like, oh, my God, like that was really inspiring to me. And I was like, well, shoot, what could I do to single handedly turn the economy around? Right. And so intuition, again, everybody was doing this like casino night thing on the island. And I felt called to just go sit at the top of the island of the crow's nest and sit with this question. And I got a download. Can I share what I came up with? Of course. I can't wait. All right. Thank you. So this is what I noticed. I noticed that everybody has their own personal economy that may or may not have anything to do with the economy at large. So my personal economy was tanking the worst, right? Right. But there were other people on Necker Island and back home in the San Francisco Bay Area where I'm from, they were having their best year in business ever. It was amazing. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, there's something here. And so I figured if I could support enough individual entrepreneurs to shift their own personal economy to one of abundance... Then we'd hit a tipping point and that would shift the economy at large. I'm like, okay, this is what we're doing. This is the game we're playing. Here we go. And I immediately started making microloans to women entrepreneurs in Asia, Africa, South America, because I wanted to have a positive global impact right off the bat. I started doing trainings like bringing some of that Necro Island experience back to California, supporting people to shift their own personal economy. And then, as a byproduct, my own business tripled. so, Now, life's pretty awesome. I just bought my new gorgeous dream home last year, which is way nicer than the place I lost. And I have work maybe like 15 to 20 hours a week right now because I have a two month old as well as my five year olds. And I get to do something that I really love and make a difference in the world, make wonderful money doing that. And I have a lot of freedom and ease in my life now. And so it was a long time before I could share that story without just like bursting into tears. But I'm glad you asked me about it because. I want to help people avoid some of the horrible mistakes I've made. And then also like give you hope if you've had challenges in your life, like I have, then you can stand up and dust yourself off and rise like a phoenix from the ashes like I have. And so that's why I'm so passionate about this.
0: Yeah, I didn't realize you and I have a very similar story. I was in real estate also in two thousand and eight when the market tanked, and I was starting to get really serious. Like I was way before I started coaching, and I didn't actually understand that I could be as grounded as I was and also be intuitive. I thought the fact that I don't make things fly around the room when I work didn't mean that I was more advanced. It meant that I was more like of a newbie, and so I just never trusted my intuition. It was a long time before I. I figured that part out. But at the time I was getting a big download about the fact that what goes up must come down. And I was really at the top of the market. And I was a a big speaker at the time in real estate. And I would get out on the stage and my stomach would just go into these knots as I was telling everybody how much money they were going to make From the returns based on we had a historical like we were showing like, well, this is what people made last quarter and last year, and that this is therefore what you're going to make going forward. And finally, I went to my bosses and I said to them, like, what's going to happen when the market takes a downturn? Because I'd already seen this happen. We were in the CD-ROM industry and things were going up, 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 up. We were in business with the Warner Music Group. And I said to the suits at Warner, I was like, hey, what happens when this levels off or what happens when this starts to go down again? And they literally said to me, like, sweetie, we know what we're doing, get back to work. And we're like, so now here I am, I'm going to my bosses and I'm like, hey, I've seen this pattern before. Like what happens when the market stops going up like this? And they said to me, shut up, sweetie, and get back on stage. You have such a high close rate. That's all you need to know. And so I'm going to say by like summer of 07, I made a decision to get out. And it was the September that the market crashed or first started to crash. And at that summer, I walked away from my multi-million dollar back end. Because I had like vesting that was gonna happen in December, but in June, I was like, I can't take the feeling in my stomach anymore. And so I guess I helped some people like not lose their life savings, but it was too late for some of the other people. And I personally, because I had my own passive income real estate practice at that time, I had over a hundred houses that I was partnered on mm. with all of these other people. And I I lost absolutely everything and my own beautiful dream home to foreclosure. I mean, we've both been there and that was really hard. And no, nowadays when I coach realtors and like, I have a big group of realtors that I coach every Monday. And I uh, sometimes women realtors work with me privately, but everybody, when they say like, Oh, you wouldn't understand because this happened to me and it was so awful and it can never get better. And I'm like, no, no, you, I do understand. I was there. I went through it and everything that you just said about the idea of creating your own economy, it just speaks to me so strongly because I believe I just did a webinar about this and I talked about, I think this number is correct, but I think you'll know if I'm getting this wrong. So you tell me if it's not right. I think the US government says that if you're making less than $50 million, you're a small business. Isn't that the cutoff?
2: I don't know the exact cutoff, but it's something like, it's really big. (laughs) For someone like me, like, wow, that's a small business. Okay. Yeah. It's
0: ridiculous. Exactly. And so that to me puts it into perspective because as a solopreneur, as a small business owner, which is most of the people that you work with, most of the people that I work with, like when we say to somebody, you can create your own economy, like the news, when they're talking about recession and stagflation. and other words, they have invented just for the occasion. They're not actually talking to you. They're not talking to me. They're talking to those medium and large-sized businesses that are going to have to lay off 30% of their probably overinflated staff. And that can create a whole ripple effect on the economy. But for entrepreneurs, for small business owners, I feel like the idea of creating your own economy is very possible it does help if you stop paying attention to the news and if you stop paying attention to everybody remember my favorite crypto phrase "Bud, don't allow fear uncertainty and doubt Because the news, all they want to do is feed you that fear, uncertainty, and doubt. And if you're getting caught up in FUD, you're not going to be able to create your own economy because you're going to be paying attention to what the powers that be are telling you it's going to have to be. So I think what you said is super powerful and important. So share how you got into crypto.
2: How did I get into crypto? I think just because I am one of the top people in my industry in the world, people are always coming to me with like, well, what about this? And what about this? And what about this? And what about this? So what about Bitcoin? What about Ethereum? What about these things? And in order to stay a leader in my industry, I'm always like researching and learning. So when crypto in general and Bitcoin specifically kind of fell into my lap, I was like, oh, this is interesting. And it just kind of got my attention, but I wasn't like jumping in and creating a paper wallet and. I wasn't a super early adopter because the investment strategies that I use, I look at price charts, I look at historical data. And so I want something to have some historical data and some price charts that I can look at. So by the time Bitcoin was 10, we had a good 10 years of data. So I could actually like look at what it's doing and look at price charts. Like, okay, this is interesting. And once the price got up to over a trillion dollars at one point, I realized... You mean the market cap? Yeah, like the amount to money in Bitcoin, right? And so the market cap is like, what's one Bitcoin worth times how many Bitcoins are there? Like that's how much money is in Bitcoin, right? And it got to the point where it was over a trillion dollars. And I was like, wow, if Bitcoin was a company, it would be like the seventh largest company in the world right now. So the more historical data you have on something, the more money is in it. The more stable it is and the better decisions you can make because you have more information in front of you. So, getting to the point where there was enough mainstream adoption where I was like, okay, I can invest in this now. And I invested before it hit in the trillions of dollars, but I looked at different companies starting to invest in Bitcoin, different crypto funds becoming available. So, you could like invest in crypto indirectly, just right inside of your investment account instead of needing to set up a fancy wallet and like do all this stuff that's like very overwhelming to a lot of the people I work with because most of my clients aren't very tech savvy. And so I'm like, Oh yeah, go to MetaMask and create a wallet. And they're just like, Oh my God, I'm out. Like they're already like, no, I don't know what that is. My private key, my public key, like what? Like, no. But if it's just like, Hey, just go into your normal account and type in this symbol and click buy. It's like, Oh, okay. That's like buying any other stock or fund. I think I can do that. So I looked at all that and I'm like, okay, this has enough traction it has enough money in it that i can apply my investment strategy to it so that's when i started investing And as I learned more about Ethereum, I got really excited about that because the creator of Ethereum was like, Hey, you know, you can do a lot more with this technology than just have it be a currency. You can like have it run all these applications and companies and do almost anything. And it's just like, so mind-blowing what's possible with this technology that the cryptocurrencies use. And so I got like very interested in Ethereum at that point. So that's how I got started in it and have my own Penelope Jane Smith YouTube channel. And people were always asking me about cryptocurrency. So I started posting videos about, here's my thoughts on Bitcoin. Here's my thoughts on Ethereum. Here's how to buy cryptocurrency. Here's how to store cryptocurrency safely. And then finally I decided, you know what, let's create our own cryptocurrency. Because like I said, I'm excited about supporting women entrepreneurs to create their own economy. And like, wow, you can literally create your own economy when you have your own currency, your own form of exchange, your own token or money, social money that you're using. So I'm very excited about what's possible with that.
0: So I want to talk about that a little bit more about the process that not necessarily the technical process of creating your own coin, but rather the kind of emotional process, like what caused you to decide you wanted to do that and what you feel like the value of that is.
2: Well, it's to support my mission of financial freedom for entrepreneurs, right? So it's like anything that can help me do that, I'm interested in. I do... Events like my Financial Freedom 101 three day event, which is now online. So people can participate from wherever they are in the world. But when I lead it live, we play a game, and this is going to really be useful to you around how to create your own economy, whether you use crypto or not. We play a game where everyone in this event is interested in making more money and getting that money growing for them, right? That's like, of course. Otherwise, you would not show up to an event like that. So I stand in front of the room and I say, okay, you said you wanted to make more money. Here's a dollar and I pull out a real U.S. dollar and I say, I have a dollar. I want to buy something. What you got? And then people start making offers like, oh, I'll sell you this pen or I'll sell you this notebook or I'll sell you this granola bar or I'll give you a five minute massage. Right. And so I'm like, "Okay, you know what? I want the granola bar. And so I give them the dollar. They give me the granola bar. Okay, and then now that person has the dollar, and they get to buy something. So maybe they buy the massage from somebody, and then that person has the dollar, and they buy the notebook, and it, and we go around and around, and the dollar circulates around the room for a while until we do. I don't know maybe like eleven or twelve dollars worth of business with this one dollar, and then I say, hey, I would like to sell you an explanation to this exercise that's going to change your life, and usually they take me up on that, and so the dollar comes back to me. So now I have the dollar again, but Hallie, I also have the granola bar that I paid. Yeah. How is that possible? Is that like, I doubled my money, right? Like I paid a dollar for this and I have the dollar, like what just happened. Right. And this shows you how money gains in value as it circulates. Right. And one of my prosperity affirmations or declarations is every dollar I spend comes back to me multiplied. So here's evidence I spent the dollar, it came back to me multiplied. And if you look at the room, like we've created maybe $12 of the business with $1. Like that is super cool. Now, in terms of creating your economy, money is always flowing right? And the more we can keep that money flowing, the more it creates value for everybody, right? The more transactions we can do, the bigger and more valuable that economy is, because that's the money moving more quickly. And then everybody's doing more business. So money is always flowing. So in terms of creating your own economy, the first thing you want to do is like, how can you tap into the flow? How can you tap into the flow of where the money is already going and have some of it come into your personal economy, right? So you're interfacing with the economy at large and you're like, here's a place for you to go. So imagine you're in the United States and there's this United States economy that's the river, the flow of this money. And then you have your personal economy. That's like this little stream over here. And you're like, I want to invite some of that money from the U S economy into my personal economy stream. Right. So give it a place to go. And you'll see somebody say like, I'll give you a five minute massage. And like, everybody wants that, right. They have a hot offer. They're tapping into the stream. It's like, this is clearly where the money is flowing. And maybe they do like 5 $10 worth of business with that dollar because they had a hot offer. You have somebody else that has this like broken pen and they're like, here's this pen, here's this pen, here's this pen. And like, nobody wants it. And it's kind of like they're standing on the side of the river instead of putting themselves in the flow. So one way to create your own economy is look at where is the money flowing in the other economies that you are interacting with and how can you tap into that flow so that that currency, whether it's US dollars or euros or crypto, comes into your own personal economy. And so that's one of the things that we're doing with this prosperity coin is giving a way to create more visibility for women entrepreneurs for their businesses and create our own economy with this coin. So like I played a game at another workshop where we all had... These points that we could spend on whatever we wanted. And the idea was that by the end of the sessions, whoever had the most points would win. Right. And so I decided I was going to sell coffee cake. I was like, hey, 25 points, you get a piece of coffee cake for breakfast. This was back when I ate sugar and I thought that was a good idea. Sugar for breakfast was a good (laughs) idea. And so people would buy coffee cake and I would get points. And then I would spend those points on other things. Like I still have a journal that I bought with points. I still have a book actually right here that I bought with points from that class. So these were real transactions that were happening with these points, which is this currency that we just kind of made up and we created our own economy in this classroom, but it had real impact and real meaning in our lives. And so the reason I created prosperity coin was for the same reason. First of all, to give women entrepreneurs like a really fun and easy way to like dip their toe in the crypto world because you can get free crypto for commenting on my YouTube videos or participating in challenges or coming to my webinars or whatever. So it's not, there's no risk. You can just like get some for free and start playing with it. Right. And with the platform that we partnered with to do the coding, you don't have to like set up a fancy wallet or even know what that means. You just create a little account like a Facebook account. You put in your name and your email and now you can start playing around with Prosperity Coin. So we've made it like really, really, really easy. And then you can then redeem Prosperity Coin for stuff like my little book of prosperity or a ticket to my Financial Freedom 101 event or my networking success toolkit. So it's kind of like an arcade where you get tokens and you play the games and you can take the tickets over to the counter and redeem them for prizes right? So I have my prizes, but also anybody in the arcade, anybody in the prosperity coin community can say, Oh, well here, I'll offer you this. So for example, Holly, you might say, Hey, yeah, I will or a thousand prosperity coins. I'll give you a half hour mindset session. I don't know. I'm making this up. You don't have to do this. I'm not, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not committing it. you to this, but you could just say, Hey, here's a prize that I'm willing to offer. If somebody wants to redeem their prosperity coins for that prize. And maybe you do like, one of those a month. You don't have to do it to anybody that wants to, but it then creates visibility for your business because people are looking for like, oh, what can I spend my prosperity coins on? And then they see you. It almost becomes like marketing for your business too. Or, you know, I have my own brand of organic hand-roasted coffee. So somebody could buy my coffee. That's a real thing. They could buy my coffee with prosperity coins, right? That's amazing. That's cool. that's so so great. the more offers, the more prizes we can put into the economy, the more things people can buy with it, the more interesting it gets, right? Because it's like, oh, yeah. if I could buy my coffee with Prosperity Coin, I don't even need to interface with the US dollar for that anymore. Now imagine that you owned a coffee shop and you had the only coffee shop in Japan. Everybody that's spending yen would want to buy your coffee, right? So if you have the only coffee shop in Prosperity Coin land, everybody's going to want to get their coffee from you. So it's a way to create visibility for other women entrepreneur businesses as well.
0: Wow. This is really interesting to me. I said something earlier that reminded me of something so powerful that I learned from Stuart Wilde. He was talking about the fact that a, like a billion dollars was basically flying through the air in ones and zeros every single day from the stock market. And he said, the reason that you're not tapping into that billion dollars is you don't think any of it belongs to you. You think, oh, that's mm-hmm. what's going on on Wall Street and this. Is what's going on over here. But he's like, come on, it's just energy. And it reminded me of what you were talking about when you were saying like, you're standing next to the flow at the river. And you're like, hey, I'm over here, but the flow is over here. You don't think the flow belongs to you. You have the story that the news just told you last night that the economy is really bad and things are really down and you're not thinking in terms of tapping into your own economy so that you can shift it. Because the truth is that most of us, I mean, I don't know about you, I do need a million dollars in my life on an annual basis. I'm very happy and comfortable when that happens. I love that. But for the most part, most people don't really need, like you say, like, well, what's your goal? And the answer is a million dollars. But the truth is that another $10,000 a month, which would be like $120,000 a year, another $10,000 a month would be a game changer for you. Or another $20,000 a month, which would be like $240,000, about a quarter million dollars a year would change your life. So the question I think that we don't always ask is, what do I really need? Like, how can I make this concrete? And then another thing that I find that happens with all of us is we tend to get scared of something. Like if I say, oh, it's a million dollars in a lump sum, that feels very unrealistic. But if I break that down to it's like whatever, $84,000 in change every month that I need to bring in, now it's like, well, could I actually make an extra $84,000? Or could I make a total of $84,000 a month in order to get my million dollars a year? Well, if that doesn't feel realistic for me, if that doesn't feel aligned to me, could I make another quarter million dollars? Well, that sounds crazy, but could I make another $20,000 a month? Well, yeah, I actually could do that. And so now we're off to the races. So what I feel like you and I get to teach people over time, we've learned that it's about your alignment with something more than it's about the specifics of it. And then it's a matter of like, get yourself aligned with the thing that feels like it's a yes for you. Like it's a solid, yeah, I can make this happen. So for example, you said that your dream home is so much better now than the one that you had that you lost, right? Yeah. So were you in alignment with that first home? You were for a while, but then you got realigned with the value of the dream home. And now it's like, now your vision was actually much bigger. And so you could really attract the home of your dreams bigger and more broad. So if I said to you, like Penelope, you're going to lose that house, but the next one's going to be even better. Like that's a path that you get to really, like that feels expansive to me. Would you agree with that?
2: Me too. And I think that that's a key mindset shift that I would encourage people to take if you have faced financial challenges. I hear a lot of my clients say like, well, I want to get this money back. Like one of my clients was scammed out of like $400,000. Oh, so painful. Another client, her financial advisor stole her entire, like, again, it was about four or $500,000 life savings. I lost my house and my millions. And so there's this like kind of wanting to like get it back, but it's not getting back. It's creating something new. I even used to fantasize about buying my house back because this, it was nice. I really loved it. But on the other hand, one of my friends was like, no, don't go back. Look forward. What do you want to create from here? And it's true. Like This is the house where I am now is like really, really fantastic. And I might be here for the rest of my life or my dream might expand and I get an even more amazing house. Who knows? But I do find that your vision can evolve and expand. And the main thing I want to share is like, don't worry about getting it back. Worry about what do you want to create? Not worry, but just focus on what do you want to create from here?
0: Yeah, because everything is energy and that money is going to come back to you. Just not necessarily through the conduit that you lost it through, right? Energy is never created or destroyed, only transmuted. So that woman's $400,000 can be transmuted into another $400,000 that comes to her from a different source. And I like to think that karma is a bitch. So the person that stole that money, they're going to get like, I don't know, a gangrenous foot in either now or in the next lifetime or whatever, but something that's super painful, that's a lot more painful than losing the $400,000 because what comes around, goes around and the gangrenous foot is actually a metaphor for they'll torture themselves. Like they'll eat themselves up with the pain of having caused that pain. And I feel like if you're a good person and you're in integrity, then you just open to the flow of allowing that thing in. It can come back to you. I truly believe that. And I've seen and seen with clients over and over again that when you let go of the it has to come through that channel, you're allowing stuff to really start to flow through all the channels that you can't even
2: imagine,
0: right? Because the universe can imagine for us much bigger than we can imagine for us, right?
2: Totally. You don't have to be attached to like how it has to look. Yes, exactly.
0: So I want to talk more about what you were saying about the idea of this, really this grand experiment that Prosperity Coin is, because when you talk about the idea of a kind of an, I'll call it an off-grid network using this cryptocurrency, I feel like there's something really powerful there just like when we do micro loans to other communities. And I too, like I've been funding women in, well, before the Taliban came back in, I was funding women in Afghanistan doing micro loans for several years. And I'm hopefully going to be able to start that again with them, but I'm looking into other resources as well. I think that those micro loans, because in like $50 to $500, we're talking like that kind of scale, it can change the lives of these women. It can change the lives of their families. It can change the lives of their villages. And that's so powerful. And that reminds me, when you talk about prosperity coin and the economy that it's creating, it reminds me of the power of really changing kind of the way that we interact with money. And I feel like your experiment of prosperity coin is like helping women to understand the power and the control that they can have over their own economy. So maybe you have a couple examples of like, what's the experience been for people who have participated?
2: It's brand new. It's brand new. So we'll see. It really is an experiment. I mean, we just finished minting Prosperity Coin. We minted it as an ERC20 token on the Ethereum blockchain. You don't need to know what that means to use it. <laughs> but it but it means that it's in
0: compliance and that's the ERC-20 part. And it means that if it's on the Ethereum blockchain, it means it's one on one of the most powerful blockchains in the world. Ethereum and Bitcoin, I think, are the two most powerful blockchains. So yeah. those are good things. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah,
2: and I'm meeting with the team next week about creating our online community that, that like attaches to the coin. Basically, there's going to be an open, free level where anybody can like jump in and see like, oh, here's what I could redeem my prosperity coin for. Like, here's the prizes I could get. Or they can offer prizes and chat with the people and find out what's going on with prosperity coin. And then if they hold a certain amount of prosperity coin, it unlocks other levels for them. So we're setting that up. And I look at it as kind of like a cool online marketplace where people can be basically just getting their business in front of people. It's a different way to market and advertise your business by saying, hey, I will accept five prosperity coins for this. Now your offer is in front of people. So even if nobody buys it, you now have everybody in the prosperity coin community is now aware of your business.
0: That's pretty cool. I totally agree with that. I think that's very, very powerful. And I think it's so important because again, it goes back to the idea that we're empowering ourselves. You're going to empower women business owners to be seen in a new way through your system. So I'm personally committing to offering at least mindset coaching sessions purchased with Prosperity Coin, because I love the idea that it's a new way to show up in the world. And I feel like as women, it's our job to show up to like be the light, right? To, if I shine my light, then somebody else sees my light and goes, Hey, I want to shine my light too. And that's, giving us permission to be seen as well as permission to really show up fully and to support the other women in the community. I think that's a beautiful thing. And the other piece that I'm really picking up on that I guess I want to make sure that I say out loud is to me, it feels like an experiment but the idea that we can have an experiment with a new type of community is incredible and it's being facilitated by cryptocurrency it's being facilitated by this new way of being able to interact with money i think that's such a beautiful thing
2: i also think it's really amazing how collaborative it is because Prosperity coin belongs to all of us as women entrepreneurs. And even people who don't identify as women or don't identify as entrepreneurs, but still want to support that mission can still participate, right? And I'm the one that took on the learning curve and the expense of getting this thing created. But now anybody can play in the prosperity coin community. It belongs to all of us. And the more we play with it, the more value it creates for everybody.
0: That's so wonderful. I love this. And it's very brave of you. I mean, here I am like, oh, I'm an early adopter. I've had a crypto portfolio for four years and now I have this podcast, but you've created an environment, you've created a community, you've created an economy. And even if it's nascent, like you had that idea and you took it from start to finish and that's very powerful. And now it's like, hey, this thing is going to go live in the world and it's going to take on a life of its own. And congratulations. That's really incredible. Good for you.
2: Thank you. It is exciting. And we can co-create with it. Like how cool is it to say like, oh yeah, I mean, you can say I have this cryptocurrency. I accept cryptocurrency. Like anybody that's listening to this podcast, you can now say, I accept cryptocurrency and just set up an account, tell people like, here's my username. Just like you have like a PayPal address or a Venmo account. You could be like, here's my username. Yep. Send me this many prosperity coins and I will give you this prize. It really belongs to all of us, which is really cool. That's
0: very, very excellent. So, look, I'm really excited that you were here today. I know that people are be able to see in the show notes your contact information, your YouTube channel, and links to Prosperity Coin and to the platform. So I want to make sure that everybody knows that you can check out the show notes to get all of that information. Penelope, I would love to know what is one more thing that you want our listeners and our viewers to know.
2: Okay, this is what just came to me. I think that for women, especially, there's a lot of like shame around. Like, okay, I don't totally have all this money stuff figured out, and I should have it figured out, and everybody else has it figured out. And it's like, no one has this figured out. You know? <laughs> like, you're in your company. There's, the thing is, like, most of us have some kind of formal education, like high school, college, kindergarten, right? And what do they teach you about money in school, like? Pretty much nothing, right? Nothing, yeah. And then some of us have a professional education, like I became a licensed real estate broker in California. Lots of continuing education to get there. Unless you're a CPA or a financial planner, like what did they teach you in your professional education? Probably not much. And so we hold on to the, all this, like feeling like we should know how to manage and invest our money wisely. But the truth is, we've never been given the education or the tools. And quite the opposite, the Wall Street crowd. of financial advisors being men, most of them over 50, most of them white, they want to make it sound like this is super complicated and like, oh, no, oh, sweetie, just hand your money over to me and we'll make it work. But it really doesn't have to be complicated. And so I want to acknowledge you for listening to this show and educating yourself, because if you just have a little bit of financial education, you can see how simple managing and investing can be. And by the way, these big box financial advisor people, there's an inherent gender bias in that industry. Like in most industries, like, did you know that seatbelts, their safety testing is done on the average person, which is the average man. And so more women get injured and die from seatbelts than men. Like how screwed up is that? And the same thing is true in the financial planning industry. Their models, the Charles Schwab's and the Merrill Lynch's and the Edward Jones's, they don't take into account our longer lifespans, differences in our career paths and goals. And so women statistically end up with less money at retirement, but it has to last us longer and it's just messed up. And so that's why I'm so passionate about supporting women entrepreneurs specifically And thank you for letting me rant about that.
0: Oh, I think it's so valuable. And I heard things I'd never heard before. So I'm very impressed. Thank you so much for being here. And thank you so much for bringing your wisdom and your experience and your hard knocks so that women can learn to create their own economy. I'm just so happy that you were here today. Thank you again. Thank you. Super fun. So if you felt that this episode was valuable to you, please like And comment, please review Goddess of Crypto. We want all the reviews on your favorite platform. And please share this episode. Share it with all the women that you know, your girlfriends, your sisters, mothers, daughters, wives. Share it with everyone that you know. Until next time, I will see you on another episode of Goddess of Crypto.
1: Every week, transformational wealth coach Hallie Evelyn leads a conversation that helps to ensure that women everywhere can learn to surf the coming tsunami of the new energy of money. You can find her at goddessofcrypto.me. That's goddessofcrypto.me. Be sure to subscribe to Goddess of Crypto on your favorite platform or watch the show on YouTube. And remember, wealth is isn't just your privilege, it's your right.